Hey listeners, this is Charu Sharma from Silicon Valley and you're listening to Working Moms. We invite impressive working moms from all walks of life to learn about their choices, trade-offs, work-life balance, re-entering the workforce, self-care, their definition of success, financial planning, and much more. Simone is based in SF Bay Area, and she's the head of growth at uh, an up-and-coming startup called Vertosa. Um, Thank you, Simone, uh, for making time for this podcast today. No problem. I'm happy to be here. So before we start with the podcast, uh, with the episode, can you tell us a little bit more about your role and the company that you work at? Yeah, um, currently head of growth at Vertoso, which is a cannabis technology company. Uh, what we do is provide the active ingredients for um, anyone that wants to create uh, an infused product. So whether it's a CBD drink, a THC edible, we provide them the active ingredients such as the CBD or the THC. Um, my role as head of growth uh, touches every department. I ensure that everything that we're doing in terms of workflows, processes, uh, prevents any growth blockages, or I find a solution to ensure that we're able to scale in every phase. Very cool. So I know that you started your career in healthcare administration, then you sw- then you uh, evolved to being a founder in the entertainment space, um, and recently you've been head of partnerships and growth at a couple of startups in different industries. Mm-hmm. All this while, you've also um, had two babies, and now they're uh, eleven and twelve years old, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So I would love to start um, our conversation by understanding. How did motherhood affect your career and life? Um, you know, at the beginning, when you're a new mother, it definitely stalls your life and your career because you're just transitioning into that phase of becoming a mother and trying to figure out how to adapt your life to this this new, <laughs> I would say, adventure. Um you know, in my first couple of years as a mother, I was I was a stay at home mom. Um, I I stopped my career. Uh, my children's father was the only one working. I pretty much stopped life as well, social life and everything, and just went full force into being a mother. Um, it it definitely took a backseat to my children, and then I became a single parent. Um, and realized I actually had no choice in the matter. I had to figure out and make all of this work, my life, my career, um, balancing it, being a a single parent, having a career, Um, you know, different phases of our lives. You just realize uh, what you have to do. There's no choice and you just got to figure out a way to do it. That makes sense. It sounds like your priorities shifted a lot when you became a mom. Yes, definitely. Um, a lot of things become obsolete and aren't as important. Um, you know, mm-hmm. everything surrounding your children becomes more important. Um, everything else is just secondary or third or not even on the list at all. So uh, when I was when I became a single parent, like, you know, hanging out with friends, even hanging out with uh family members became, uh, you know, secondary or sometimes wasn't even on the list to my children and to my career and whatever I was trying to accomplish to ensure I could take care of them. Um, I think you're one of the very few moms that I know personally um, who have started their own companies and, mm-hmm. and stuck with it for a while. Yeah. Um, so so despite making your kids your number one priority, it sounds like you, you still had it in you to sort of follow your passions and, and dream big. Um, 
can you can you talk to us more about what gave you the courage and the ability to to give uh, entrepreneurship a shot and what was that experience like for you yeah i mean um i think the motivation behind that was the moment i i was able to accomplish my graduate degree um i received a masters in healthcare administration all while raising two toddlers <laughs> so oh, wow. um you know, being able to take on that massive challenge of balancing uh, two toddlers. Um, you know, I went into my graduate degree, I think, when my son was uh, barely turning three and my daughter was turning four. And so balancing that graduate degree, getting a graduate degree and also working, um, that gave me the power, uh, the motivation to be like, hey, I can actually do whatever the freak I want as long as I figure out a proper plan here um, for my children and I, and I can actually accomplish anything, but just at a slower pace. A lot of uh, parents, especially single parents, they believe they have this mindset that they're limited um, and that they have no choice now. They have to take a mediocre job or forget their dreams because they have children. But in fact, until we actually accomplish one of our dreams while being a parent, um, we, we forget that that's possible. Um, in my mind, once that happened, once that happened, I realized there's no such thing as being limited because you're a parent now. It's more of understand that it's a detour and it's just going to take a little longer to accomplish your dreams. Um, it's just a different path now. It's no longer that straight and narrow path, easy path. It's now, Hey, you have these other things you have to consider, <laughs> like your children, their schedules, things like that. But you can still accomplish it. You just got to figure out a way to make them both work for you. Um, and it might take a little longer, but it could still happen. And that's that's how I realized, hey, if I could accomplish my graduate degree, work a full-time job, um, and still take care of my children – then I could actually still accomplish my dream of being a founder, building a company um, and taking care of them. I just need to figure out the proper plan that'll work for mm -hmm. all of us. Yeah. So when I met you, um, so it was five, five-ish years ago, I think, and you, mm -hmm. were, uh, you were still running your startup. Um, and I think at that time, I was so early in my sort of adulthood or career that <laughs> I couldn't even grasp the challenges that come with motherhood. Yeah. Um, and and I, I just, but I, I remember that, um, I, I think I always thought of you as this gal's gal, because I, I always saw you creating communities for yeah. other female founders uh, or just other women in tech. And I remember when I left LinkedIn, my first day of Next Play. I didn't know where to go. So I came and, and I came to your co-working space and yeah. sat next to you. Um, so I, I don't know how you, I know this is not a question asked him when he does, uh, but how did you do it all in terms of time management? Uh, <laughs> um, it took some time to figure out time management. Uh, you know, I always go back to my time in terms of graduate school and my children. And that's what prepared me for founder and uh, my kids. I, honestly, even when I went entered the founder role, uh, my kids still came first. Their sports, um, their activities, whatever they were doing with school, that was always primary. Everything else was scheduled around them. So when I would go and work in the co-working space, I wouldn't go there until after I dropped my children off at school, um, 
go there for a few hours, work, do what I needed to do. Once they were done, um, I'd go and pick them up from school or take them to their next activity and uh, sit there (laughs) and watch them until they're done and go home. And once, you know, bedtime routine was over, all that stuff, I went right back to working. Um, For me, being a founder, it offered me the flexibility to work around my children. Uh, Honestly, that was probably the best schedule I've ever had. in terms of time management, because I set the you set your priorities once you decide a route for your career or whether you're going to begin a company. Um, it's really all in the planning. Uh, I mean, I kind of dived partly dived headfirst into the startup world, but I also made sure my um, family life was set and planned. Um, I had a real serious conversation with their father. Um, You know, we've been separated for 10 years, but we have a pretty strong co-parenting relationship and it took us Mm -hmm. time to to get there. But for me to be able to be a founder, um, a single parent and my children, I still had to make sure that I had a discussion with their father so he understood where my next life move was going to be and how that, what I needed from him as well in terms of time management and things like that. Um, You know, everything I did, meetings, all that stuff, I made sure I scheduled it around my children's activities as well. Um, Quite honestly, being a founder, I felt like I had more, um, more time. <laughs> Even though we, we, we work a lot as founders, it's overwhelming. There's a lot of work. I, I honestly felt like that was the best time for me in terms of time management because I controlled the schedule. Um, you know, I made sure that whatever priorities were on my plate for my startup, I did. Most people go for the lowest hanging fruit. I go for the most complex one that will, <laughs> <laughs> well, that will make a, a better, you know, return or a bigger impact for my work so that I can fully focus on my children. Um, yeah, that makes sense because I think I'm definitely seeing this trend in big cities like SF, New York, LA, that women are having kids later and later. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, even after the 36, 37, 38, because they're more um, ahead in their careers and they can dictate their schedule. Right. But another way to do that at any stage of your life is to be your own boss. Right, exactly. So, oh. um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, <laughs> I honestly trained my children as well to adapt mm. to my life. Um, you know, there are times where we, we train ourselves to adapt to our children's lives. And I mean, that's, that's important when they're, you're, you know, newborns are toddlers because um, they're more needy. You have to give them more attention. But as they grow older, especially at this age, um, they're able to adapt now. They're able to transition and learn um, and work on your time. So you kind of get your life in that balance back. And like, even as I'm talking to you right now, I, I texted them before I was like, Hey, I'm about to go into a podcast interview. Remember I need an hour. Uh, don't come into the bedroom, <laughs> feed yourself. <laughs> um, and they totally get it. Um, and that's because they've been trained since graduate school, right? Uh, you have to be mm-hmm. in bed and asleep by 8 p.m. Mom has to study. Uh, you know, we need to get up at 6 a.m. You need to get ready. I need to take you to daycare. I need to go to class, things like that. Um, it's also a matter of training your children to adapt to, you know, 
whether you're going to school, your schedule, or your work life, um, but they still get to have their moments in terms of sports and hanging out with friends and stuff. But it's it's a give and take. It's like a team. It's like, hey, you're my coworker. <laughs> this is how it's got to be <laughs> type of situation. That makes sense. So I'm not a parent myself yet, mm-hmm. but I would, uh, I would imagine that uh, th- what, what kids need from you changes at different ages, what what is your advice on uh, you know like, is there a better time to be an entrepreneur or is there a better time to be uh, in sort of a corporate stable job? Do you do you have any advice around the timing of things? Um, I never rely solely on timing. All right, I honestly mm. don't tell people there's a perfect time because it uh, children they bring this whole different type of chaos adventure <laughs> you just regardless of when you're in a place where you have your finances are stable uh you've traveled as much as you can your career is set you still can never be fully prepared to be a parent um because it's it's just so much there's just so many crazy things that you never would have imagined even reading all the books you still will never be prepared for what's about to happen. Um, my suggestion is always, um, when anybody asks me that question about timing, I, I always say it's not a matter of timing, it's a matter of planning. Um, you know, plan your life in phases. Are you ready these next two years to give up certain things as a parent? And then in the next five years, this is how it would be as a parent. Are you ready for that? So like in your first couple of years, you know, if, if you decide, um, to be a working mom, but also have a side business and then you have a child, like just plan for it. It's not a matter of, okay, I'm, I'm 30 now. My career is good. Um, I have a boyfriend or a husband. We're ready to have children. It's, I really don't see it that way. It's more of, where are you in your life and what type of plan are you going to make in terms of switching things around and preparing for this child? Um, I would never tell you, I honestly don't like to tell people um, when, when the time is right, this is when you have a child. This is, this is the time you have a child. It's more of like, Hey, just prepare (laughs) (laughs) these next two years. This is how it's going to be. So prepare your life for that. And then uh, in the next two years after that, this is what it looks like. This is what it looked like for me as a parent. So prepare for that for you. Uh, It'll probably be a little different, but some of the things stay the same in terms of their need. You know, in the first three to four years, they're definitely in the first year. It's the biggest need, right? They sleep, Mm. eat and shit and you just have to make sure they, <laughs> you have to make sure they stay alive <laughs> the first couple of years yeah. and then in the next couple of years you're teaching them to be a human being like who are they going to be in life and whatnot and then the years after that you're dealing with you know uh preteen phase and <laughs> what type of human are they now and how are they approaching life and approaching people and who do they see themselves being in like 10 years it's all different phases and for me when somebody asks that I'm like it's not a matter of timing it's just a matter of what comes with each age phase um and that's what you prepare for Mm -hmm. yeah Um, speaking of preparing and and while we're on the pragmatic um side of things um, raising kids is so expensive, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean in, in big cities, it's impossible. Um, 
even in, in small town America or rural America, it seems really expensive. Um, how did you uh, make? Well, actually, I'll rephrase because you don't have to share your your, your personal details. But um, what is your advice uh, for new parents to make it financially work? Honestly. Um... I'm still working through multiple hustles. I have my main career and then I also consult um, separately and I do a few other like side hustles just mm. to be able to take care of my children. I love living in the Bay Area and we all know how expensive it is out here um, to live in the Bay Area. And so I don't know. I'm working towards a time in which I just have one main income that takes care of everything but i don't know if that's realistic for any parents <laughs> especially mm. living in big cities um you know they they are expensive and as they grow older they get even more expensive because now they're into trends clothes and they eat a lot um and they want to do this do that <laughs> you mm. know go on adventures things like that so um entering into parenthood I think everybody should be aware that uh, you'll need more than one stream of income. Um, whether you're with somebody or without somebody, uh, it's a constant thing. I'm constantly um, working, honestly, multiple hustles just to be able to have my children live com comfortably, uh, myself to live comfortably. Um, there's no one income that'll take care of everything. Uh, if you only have one income, you'll definitely struggle. So, you know, the advice here, even before having a child, of course, uh, make sure your finances are stable, but also make sure you're in the groove of um, doing more than one job, figuring out that mm. flexibility of, you know, your main career and a side hustle. Um, because while you're doing that, prior to having kids, then the transition will be easier. It'll come naturally. When you have children, you'll, you will be able to balance. You'll be able to take care of your children as well as work your main career, as well as have a side hustle if you prepare in advance in that method. Um, that's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, it sounds like you have very busy packed days. Um, what um, do you do for self-care and how do you make uh, time for it? Yeah, I mean, it, it looks in it, self care looks different <laughs> to everybody, and I feel like when people hear self care, they think they have to do things such as take hikes or uh, you know, <laughs> like these major trips or anything like that. Honestly, for me, self care comes in many forms. Sometimes it's a nap, and I tell my children to not come into my bedroom for like the next two to three hours or don't bother me, and I am going to take the longest nap ever. Um, Sometimes self-care comes in the form of massages. I will make an appointment once a month uh, to go in and get a nice massage for myself and decompress. Sometimes my self-care comes in the form of like a, a mini weekend getaway solo um, a lot of the times or uh, because, you know, I have a co-parent um, and it works out well. He watches his children. So during those times, I will you know, kind of shut everything off and just do that. Um, I think everybody needs to figure out what their self-care is. And it comes in many forms. It doesn't have to be these big, extreme, extravagant vacations to self-care. It could really be as simple as a nap. 
um, or a one-day solo getaway, or even eating dinner by yourself um, in a restaurant, even though I know we're in the time of COVID right now. But those are little things that I used to do um, for self-care. That's a really great list. Um, yeah. It sounds like you've, you have a lot of uh, structures in place and you've trained your kids well to make it work for you. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it's all about training. (laughs) That's like a pretty aggressive word, but in a way that it's, it's really what it is. Um, I, I trained them to be my teammates um, early on the moment, you know, I became a single parent. It wasn't like, I'm going to do this, do everything. It's like, nope, we're going to do things together. I'm going to teach you how to wash the dishes. I'm going to teach you how to vacuum. Uh, I'm going to make sure you stick to a proper routine a uh, uh, sleep routine, especially so that I can still accomplish things um, after you guys go to bed. I really like how you put it because um, I think often when, you know, the very senior women will give advice to the women entering the workforce, they'll talk a lot about uh, find the right husband, right? Someone who supports your career. And it seems like, okay, well, a husband is an adult. He's smart and we can we can, yeah. we can pick the right husband, but your kids are just born and you don't get to pick them. But it sounds like not just your husband, you, you, can, you can really condition your whole family to be your teammate, as you put it. Exactly. Um, I, and I never say that, find the right husband. Um, yes, definitely before you have kids, find the right partner that you know mm-hmm. can, can last with you. But I mean things happen, right? Um, And when you have children, it's not about, for me, I don't see it as I need to be their whole world and do everything for them. I see it as, okay, we've got new family units. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we have to play this as a team. This whole family unit is a company in itself. We're all employees of this company called Life. Um, and family, and we need to figure out our spot, our group, our strengths, our weaknesses, and how we help each other here uh, to live a great, comfortable life. Spoken like a true founder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a slightly personal question, so feel free to pass mm-hmm. this. Um, the question is, do you think you missed out on career or life opportunities because um, perhaps you had some limitations as a mom? And so what I mean by that is I think um, often at networking events that happen after work hours, a lot of moms uh, and parents, but it's more moms than dads, but a lot of moms want to just go home and be with their kids. So they miss out on those networking events. Maybe they, they cannot travel as much for work, so they miss out on certain jobs. Um, and you've been both a founder who had to take financial risks, and now you work at a different company. Um, do, do, you, do you think being a mom might have limited you in some way? Uh, yeah, for sure. In the beginning, um, I definitely pick and chose what worked um, versus going for what I actually really wanted, you know, um, and it happens. You have to do that. It's it's just, and I see it as a temporary sacrifice, right? In in the beginning phases of being a mother, like you have to make these temporary sacrifices for a long-term gain. And now where I'm at, I feel like um, it's less, it's more minimal, the type of sacrifices we have to make. Now, where I'm at in um, this current life phase, I have, I, the risks are more minimal. Um, and mainly because I feel like my choices now, um, I have more advantage because I'm more experienced 
um, and my skill sets are stronger. So I can actually pick and choose so many different opportunities. Um, when you're a new mother, you're a new parent, it's tough, especially for moms. Yes, we can't go to the networking events, especially we're a new mom, we have to breastfeed. We've got to get home and feed our child where their food supply, right? Yeah. Um, so we can't do many things that other uh, people can do, especially single people. Um, but when you really look at it, those type of things you can, there's so many new tools, I would say, that can help us still kind of be in the same game um, as other people. Like before, I, of course, as a founder, I couldn't go to every networking event, especially when my children were home. Um, I couldn't be in person. So instead, I found other routes to find these people um, that I needed to network with, needed to target. Um, you know, I would join networking apps. I would connect with them on LinkedIn. Um, I would find the time where, hey, for coffee during the day, because that's when my children are in school. Um, you just find mm-hmm. other other ways to, you know, make up for those sacrifices as a parent that you had to do. Um especially around networking events or meeting people, um, not taking certain jobs because it required a lot of travel time. Um, there's mm-hmm. the way I see it. There's, there's other ways to get yourself, continue to get yourself out there to find opportunities. You just have to find the right fit in terms of company events. Um, you know, like my current company, they're super flexible. Um, very, a lot of us are also parents at the company. So they understand. Um, I've been at startups where I was the only parent or I was the oldest one. (laughs) So, um, they tried to understand. Um, and I, and also it's a matter of education too. There are certain companies and startups that just don't get it. Um, don't understand because they're young. And so you have to do your part to educate them in terms of this is how my lifestyle is different from yours, which is why I need flexibility. Um, and when you have the skill sets, you have the experience, you do a great job. People are willing to listen. People are willing to adapt and change um, to also accommodate our lifestyle. So yeah, in the beginning, I definitely... Uh, passed on some opportunities that were great or I limited myself, but then, you know, I found a way back to it all. That's great. Uh, yeah. And it sounds like um, you are really um, in the driver's seat. You're driving your career when you need something uh, to the extent possible. You speak up, you ask for it, um, you put structures in place that work for you. Um, so it, it sounds like you're really being the agent in your life. Yeah. Exactly. And I I feel like every parent has to figure that route out for them. Um, you know, we we do have a lot of complaints around different work environments, things like that, and how it's not working. But we also forget that we could be in the driver's seat. We can figure out how can we make this work for us. Um, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight, of course, because a lot of us still need to build our credibility as a team member or as a founder, things like that. But um, knowing that it takes patience, even becoming a parent takes patience. So you already got a foot, uh, you know, in of understanding that that whatever you want to do, even after being a parent, it's going to take time and you can drive that car down whatever path you want. Um, Even as a parent, it's just being patient and preparing for it. 
Yeah. And I, I think once you've taken a break, it can be just so tough to have that confidence to go back. Um, you know, even if it's been two or three years, sometimes it can it can feel like, oh, I've had this break. I feel no connection with the workforce. Um, and so my question to you with this preface is, um, where do you get your confidence from? Like, I mean, what what gave you that um, support to uh, believe in yourself? God, you know, when I first became a single mother, um, I had a friend say to me uh, when I was, I was, you know, coming to them for sympathy um, and pity, honestly. <laughs> and <laughs> I had a moment where I wanted somebody else to just take care of me. Um, yeah. and, and my friend, uh, you know, rejected me and said, not so much in like, I don't want to help you, but more so um, what he said to me was, you have no choice now. You have to figure it out and just do whatever you need to do for your kids. Um, and so, you know, that hit me really hard because uh, as a parent, um, you know, a lot of your your support comes from your family and your friends, especially when you're a new parent. And then when you become a single parent, um, you just don't know what to do. And so that first immediate rejection for me um, hit me hard and maybe realized like, you're right. I have no choice. And I, I actually shouldn't be relying on other people or asking other people for help. I should really sit down and figure out what the hell I need to do here. Um, and that mm. changed my whole mindset in terms of, um, I can't be afraid, right? I'm not allowed to be afraid is really what it is. A lot of mothers, we, we, every day we tell ourselves, you're not allowed to be sick. You're not allowed to be afraid. The only things you're allowed to do is to just get shit done, <laughs> regardless of what's going on in your world. Um, wherever there's fires, you need to just work through the fire and get shit done. <laughs> um, and it's like an automatic light like it's a switch that turns on for all mothers. Um, once you become a mom, once you start seeing how people around you react and the type of support you have or don't have, um, I, I swear um, <laughs> for everyone, every mother that I know working or not working, um, the switch turns on automatically for them. And it's like, regardless of what it is, they just have to do it. It's not a matter of where do you find this confidence? Where do you find the motivation? We have no choice in the matter. Um, we have to, we have to be courageous. We have to have the confidence because at the end of the day, we need to make sure our children eat. We need to make sure there's clothes yeah. on their back. There's a home and we need to make sure that they um, see that we never give up. Uh, as much as we want to a lot of the time. Yeah. So, so there's, uh, it's really about mindset. You have no choice um, but to do it. So that's, that's where the confidence comes from. It's, I don't have a choice. I just have to do it. That's a very good perspective. Um, that makes a lot of sense. I also think that the workplaces haven't been structured entirely or actually oh, yeah. at all <laughs> to support working moms, right? Um, yeah. and, and things have been changing recently for the better, but we still have a long way to go. And so what do you think workplaces can do in terms of policies or culture changes um, to make it to make life easier for working moms? Oh my God. Um, but there's so many things right, mm -hmm. that they can do. Um, honestly, it really starts with leadership. Uh, and I feel like leadership has to advocate for it. 
Um, at my current company, uh, our we have uh, we have a CSO. We have our CEO. Um, our CEO is a parent, um, and our CSO, CSO is not. But the fact that our CEO is, um, you know, it helps because he understands the nature of what it takes to be a working parent um, and the balance that has to happen uh, to be able to thrive in a work environment. Um, I've seen a lot of companies where the parents come together and build an advocate group. And then, you know, they bring these things to their leadership. There's so many asks of any company. I think the first one is really just to be compassionate um, and offer flexibility. That's really the first thing is realizing that parents can still get their work done, still excel, um, we just can't be tied to a traditional work schedule or workplace environment like how it used to be. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, prior to joining the startup life, I worked for the corporate world. And um, if my child got sick, I had to take a PTO day because I had to stay home with them. Um, you know, even if I wasn't sick, I had to take care. I had to take it because that's the only way I can have a day off to take care of my child. In the startup world, um, you know, we're a little more ahead of the corporate world in terms of uh, workplace culture and uh, structure for parents because I could easily work from home and still take care of my sick child um, and not have to worry about taking a PTO day or losing losing that uh, just to be able to care for my child. I can midday take my child to a doctor's appointment um or if they get hurt at school or get in trouble I can like break my day and go take care of it and then come back to work later in the evening at home (laughs) in the comfort of my home um I think the more we talk about it it starts to plant the seed for everybody um and then you know as we plant the seed we need to just keep talking about the companies that are doing great in terms of workplace culture um, so that other companies can follow um, suit. It's really leading by example. And I feel like the startup world has led by example in that manner um, of changing how we work and uh, the schedules and how we approach employees and culture and things like that. Um, I mean, there's no one way to suggest how to change it. I, the only thing I would suggest to start with is flexibility in terms of schedule. Yeah. Yeah. It's also interesting to me that you say that about the startup experiences you've had. And I'm so happy you've had these positive experiences. Uh, In my experience, and uh, I ran, for uh, the listeners who don't know, I ran an HR tech startup for three years where um, I worked with HR at companies of all sizes. Um, And what I noticed was Uh, I mean, you're right. It definitely depends on the leadership. But I saw that actually it was more often the bigger companies that Mm -hmm. actually had more balance for for parents. And then oftentimes the startups were actually, as you were referring to before, they were often run by uh, young white men who Mm -hmm. are nowhere close to having kids. And they really believe in that grind, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And maybe there is some flexibility, but there just wasn't that inclusive culture for parents and especially moms. So I'm so happy to hear that you've had this very positive experience at the the couple of recent startups that you've worked at. That's amazing. Yeah. And I honestly, at this uh, phase in life, I refuse to work for any startup um, 
that yeah. does not have that mentality. And I mean, they they definitely exist <laughs> in Silicon Valley. Um, and I've come across opportunities for those companies and I've just turned them down because I know they would never understand. They would never get it. Um, Good for you. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I, and I hope more parents, more mothers, especially, um, find that confidence to turn it down, like not have that desperation of like, I have to take this, um, because there, there, there's so many opportunities out there. It's just a matter of, of patience and finding the right one, um, finding the right fit. Or if you have to, you do it until you find the right fit. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so I have a couple more questions for you, Simone. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've met a lot of, um, early career women who became moms young and um, you know it's really hard for them because you know one they haven't been in the workforce for long enough to sort of know what jobs they like and not like so they don't like their job or they feel not appreciated at work um, because they're in relatively entry-level roles and second you know all of their salary and maybe more just goes directly into childcare. so it's so tempting for them to just leave the workforce but they have that drive to build a career. And so they feel so trapped. And what advice do you have for these moms who feel not appreciated at work? And, uh, you know, they just think, I would rather just be at home with my kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always say temporary sacrifice for long-term mm. gain. Um, if you have to do that, do it, but plan your move on the side. Um, a lot of us get comfortable. Um, although we hate our jobs, we hate our work environment. It's just not working and we'd rather be at home. Um, too many leave it at that, right? If you're not happy, um, you want to do something else, prepare that plan on the side. Um, I tell that to, I, I speak to a lot of different moms, um, about where they're at in their career and, whether they love or hate their their work environment, their boss, and what should they do. Um, instead of taking that impulse move of just quitting and staying at home, why not plan on the side while you're doing it? That's what um, that's honestly what I was doing. I was working in corporate healthcare, um, and I was building my startup on the side. I was, you know, I I made the time to make sure um, I kept doing little steps day by day by day so that I can get myself to a place where I was happy. Uh, you know, I could still spend time with my children and still have the career and work environment that I wanted um, instead of just sitting still complaining and going day by day, doing the same monotonous routine over and over and being unhappy. Why not make time to plan on the side? I know it's easier said than done because we don't have a lot of time as parents, but if you carve out an hour each day towards a better future, planning um and putting things in place like you'll get there <laughs> you'll get the life that you want you'll get the the type of parent life that you want um and i i'm an example of that i have a great comfortable life with my children um you know i got to do the founder thing now i'm working uh for someone else but i'm happy where i'm at and i'm also still doing things on the side i i feel like most parents forget that they still have the opportunity to plan for a better life. Um, if you're unhappy with your career, unhappy with the work-life balance, why not make some time, um, you know, use that time, your downtime, whether it's an hour, 30 minutes, whatever you have um, to plan for a different life. 
So when you get to that place to put it in effect, you can. I think that's really good advice. And I I appreciate that uh, you highlighted the little steps you take day by day, because I think big steps or big changes can be pretty Mm -hmm. scary and seem, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, far-fetched. But uh, little by little, and then before you know it, you know you might have a business plan, or you might have twenty yeah. potential customers, and then things yeah. just start to feel more real. Yeah, before you know it, you can quit your corporate day job and yeah. run your startup full time. Like, um, it, it definitely takes time, and it uh, nobody needs to do big, massive steps. You can literally take small steps, even if it's like fifteen minutes a day, thirty minutes a day. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. And also, I mean, if while you work on these little steps daily, a month into it, you might realize that what you thought you wanted is not what you want after all. Um, exactly. So you saved yourself a lot of time and money and resources. Uh, so I, I think that's really good advice. Um, my last question to you is, because I'd love to end on this happy, endearing note. Um, <laughs> I know that um, you're a very happy person. And my question to you is, how has being a mom brought um, happiness and enrichment to your life? Um, I mean, it's it's just great to see human beings you've created. Um, I I watch my children every day. Uh, they're so different from each other. Um, honestly, just being someone who created them and seeing them like just flourish in life like brings me happiness. Um, I know right now it's not a great time for everybody because we're in COVID, but uh, being stuck at home with my children, I get to see how they actually really are and how they are with their friends online. Um, It's really the the simple things. Like my daughter will cook for herself and her brother sometimes. And it's just, that's, that makes me happy because I created that and I taught them that and now they're doing it. Um, you know, they're just thriving on their own as little preteens. Um, and that's the simple things like that make me happy. Um, you know, parenthood is tough. Uh, and then on social media, all we see are the good moments. You never see the bad moments of parenthood. Uh, you rarely see it. Um, but honestly, the moments you do see and have, like, they make everything worth it. They really do. That sounds wonderful. It sounds like um, it's very rewarding to have raised yeah. these kids. And your kids sound very independent and just very smart and accomplished. So kudos to you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this was a very fun chat, full of insights, full of inspiration. Um, I think you're so brave. It seems like you think you have no other choice, but... I think people always have a choice and you chose to yeah. be brave um, and uh, you inspire me as um, as I think about having kids at some point in my future um, and wanting to stay a founder. And uh, I know you inspire a lot more women than just me. Um, so just thank you for everything you do and thank you for making time for this chat today. No problem. Anytime, Charu. Thank you listeners for joining us today. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share with your friends and subscribe to Working Moms wherever you get your podcast. Have a great day and I'll talk to you next week.